It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right, running it straight. A little bit of uh, extra content for you on your Wednesday afternoon. A little bit of an exclusive, you might say. And uh, I said I was going to try and dial in uh, Kempi, but uh, I think I burnt my bridge when I didn't get him on during the show. Uh, so he's told me he's out at lunch now and he can't do it. So uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through a couple of the messages here that we received during the show, and uh, we'll have a little bit of a discussion about them, uh, which hopefully will uh, entertain and excite you a little bit. So uh, a text that came in here said... Uh, did like to see the boys start to be a bit more expansive on the weekend. The Metcalf break came from a shift in our own 20. Haven't seen that in a while. And, uh, yeah, that was a that was a play that I did highlight during the commentary uh, with Blake Ashford because I think the advantage of having someone like Luke Metcalf with the pace that he's got, and, and it's interesting how the Warriors are going to use Luke Metcalf going forward because as it stands with Sean, Sean will take the line on most of the time to, to set up the play and to dictate where we're going to where we're going to um, start a, an attacking move right and as a result if Luke Metcalf gets the ball he's often already up at the defensive line and we know that he's a player that has a lot of pace but probably needs a bit more time and space to, to work his magic so is he going to be turned into a mold of of that sort of ball playing halfback fullback hybrid like a like a Tedesco or a Kalen Ponga who sort of snipe in and around the ruck and get those opportunities to, to, to open up the legs when, when there's a break in the line. And I think a good example of that was that play on the weekend where he was hanging out a little bit wider. Um, he got the, the, the pass early out wide and was able to just open up the legs and stretch out. Whether or not that you know is going to change if, say, Sean retires and you've got Tamati Martin playing in the number seven jersey or um, you know whether Volkman sticks around, that's a big TBC for me. And I'd, I'd love to talk to Cappy or Webby about how they see Luke Metcalf developing moving forward. Um, Ted has texted saying, uh, we have a reasonable run home. They've already exceeded expectations this year. I do feel that the Warriors are one of those teams that a lot of teams in the finals might not want to play, especially especially if we have a home final, Ted, from Manuarewa. And that is uh, the key, really, Ted. The Warriors, if they want any chance, in my mind, of challenging for a grand final, maybe a premiership, they need that home semi-final. Uh, whether it's in the first week or they get it in that following week. Um, we know what Mount Smart has been doing for the Warriors since they got home from the homecoming. I, I think we've only lost, is it one game there or maybe two games? Certainly that game against the Roosters this year is the one I can think of off the top of my head. But um, yeah, give us a home final with a raucous crowd, confidence high, and, and hopefully the confidence is high given some of the, the um, games we have running into the end of the regular season. You'd think with that confidence running high at a Mount, packed Mount Smart, we can get the job done in a semi-final. Um, so yeah I think that's a that's a huge element of it uh, someone says don't the Warriors have to pay market value for RTS divided by how many weeks that are left in the comp will they have enough in the salary cap for that um, I, I understand that they have whilst they've said that they are um, planning on Roger coming back next year you can't help but think that they've thought of every contingency and they would have a plan in place if they needed to get it or if they could get him back early to pull him into the team um, and still have cap space because no one wants to see Roger if he doesn't make uh, the All Blacks on Sunday when they name their team for the for the rugby championship. If he doesn't make that and he's not in the final with the Blues, 
the Super Rugby final. He's going to be on the sidelines for the best part of, you know, 10 weeks. And then we've got a Rugby World Cup, and if Roger doesn't get selected for that, the guy wouldn't have been playing for, you know, by the time it gets to preseason for the Warriors, the best part of sort of six or seven months. So, you know, I, I think all parties would want Roger to be, you know, playing involved in some way. So I'm sure the Warriors have thought about that and they've got a, a plan in place should should it eventuate. Um, just on a little bit of a state of origin, someone said, uh, Sam and Kempe, is Reynolds unlucky? Do you guys think the Blues are missing a trick with his omission? Um, lots made about, obviously, the seven jersey for New South Wales. Um, look, I said from from game one, uh, before game one, and I, and I say it now, if you're not going to start Nico Hines, no point putting him in the team. No point having Nico Hines on the bench. He's not a what you would call a classic utility player. He can cover fullback, he can cover halfback, but unless you're planning on pulling Teddy or you're going to plan on pulling one of your halves, which you just don't do in state of origin, then he's pointless on the bench. And we saw that in game one where he got put in basically at the centres for the best part of 10 minutes and um, you know was sort of scolded for making one error and missing a tackle. Um I think, unfortunately, for Nico, I don't think it's the wrong call to leave Nico out because if you're not going to start him, like I said, you don't put him in the team. However, I was big on the Reynolds bandwagon, not just because I think his game, kicking, um, is is perfect for Origin. It's Suncorp. It's Brisbane. Reynolds knows that crowd. In fact, he probably would have a few fans in the in the Queensland crowd, given that is where he's playing his home football in, uh, this year for the Broncos. So I, I thought they maybe missed a trick with Reynolds, although... People were probably a bit quick to criticise Mitch Moses as well. This guy is playing great football in 2023, Mitch Moses. And if you put him up against some of the other halves, when you look at the Clearies and, and probably the Shawns and you know putting up against the Munsters and the Daily Cherry Evans, Mitch is, is having a great year. And so you know he deserves probably the number seven jersey for the Blues outside of those others. But whether or not that's going to work with Luai, whether or not he's going to gel with Tedesco and Damian Cook, that is going to be probably the big question. Sure, he gels well with Freddie, and Freddie can get the best out of him, but is he going to work in amongst the New South Wales system that Freddie's built? Um, that is a big TBC for next Wednesday. And like Queensland must just be licking their lips because here they are off the back of game one where they won a game that they probably shouldn't have. They've almost unchanged in terms of their starting team. Yes, no Selwyn Cobo, Xavier Coates comes in. There's been a couple of other little tweaks to the Ford pack, but by and large, it's the same team because they've got the luxury of of being in the box seat. So they'll be licking their lips at the fact that, you know, New South Wales fans and media and everyone is is almost panic stations. Um, but I did, I did personally have um, Adam Reynolds featuring for the Blues in game two. Uh, Steve has said, Sam, we need big Tino at the Warriors. Gee, I tell you what, Steve. If we could land a marquee player like that amongst what we've already got, that would that would definitely propel us into you know premiership contention. It's not going to happen. We don't have that sort of money. That's you're talking eight, nine hundred thousand, a million dollar player, and we just don't have that. Especially now with Roger. I mean, Roger. I can't imagine Roger will be on anything less than seven or eight hundred, given his talent and given what other clubs would have been offering him. So. Yeah, we're probably not going to get someone like that, Steve, unless other players were moved on or let go. But at the moment, I wouldn't change it. Why Why would you? Why would you bring Tino and let go of, you know, Marata or, or Tohu or whoever it is when, when they're flying so high? Um, Jimmy says, Freddie is screwed with poor Nico's head. I can see the Sharks dropping further down the table, so should, we should be leapfrogging them at least. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you do have to feel for Nico Heinz. You, you have to feel for him in the fact that um, he was drawn the short straw in game one, misses out on game two, didn't play well against the uh, Storm on the weekend. Um, he, he's going to go one or two ways. Either you're right, it'll mentally affect him and the Sharks will keep dropping, or it'll it'll fire someone like Nico Hines up. 
But there is that stat, isn't there, that the, the Sharks have failed to beat anyone in the top eight. And they are, have a bit of a habit, or have created a bit of a habit, of beating sides that are below them. And you're not going to challenge for a premiership if you can't beat the teams that are above you. And the same applies to the Warriors, really. We're not going to, we can't entertain the ideas of top four and premierships until you can beat the Penriths, the Broncos, the Souths, the Storms, etc. And we haven't done that in, in quite some time. So big test against the Rabbitohs coming up for the Warriors. Um, and it'll it'll go a long way to determining whether or not they, they can win an NRL premiership. Sam says, if you are Tohu, SJON aren't the Warriors of that age, you are going around again. After all the blood, sweat and tears over the years to barely play finals footy, you are not pulling the pin. We are on the verge of getting a title either this year or over the next few with the squad we are building. That is from Sam. And um, whilst we can't pretend to think or put ourselves in the minds of Tohu Harris and Sean Johnson, you make a good point as a, as a fan, Sam. Um, and it makes a lot of sense that you know you'd want to stick around to see that the, the team get success, but um, whether or not the bodies can hold up, whether or not the boys are, are still you know committed to to playing for say three or four more years, that's only something they can answer. Uh, to the YouTube uh, chat, and there was a couple of questions uh, coming in here. Someone says, "Do we keep Ali Latoa at centre over Viliami Vailea, given his performance against the Raiders and how he was able to hold his own defensively?" Um, I think Ali Latoa is the future um, of, I'm going to say the centres, but he is the future um, sort of gun of the Warriors coming through. I thought he had an amazing debut, flawless against the Raiders, which you couldn't ask for more from a from a 20-year-old going up against Jared Croker and Jack Whiten on that edge as well. That's where Whiten does his, does his best work. And Ali Latoa looked like a guy who played 50 NRL games. So I think he is the long-term option at centre for the Warriors, and then I think he's paired up with Roger. That does mean, unfortunately, that guys like Adam Pompey, Rocco Berry, Viliami Vailea are on the chopping block. Um, I think you just need to watch Viliami Vailea um, in a game and it's it's the defence for me that really um, he lacks he, he's clearly powerful on attack he's a good ball runner but defensively he gives up on plays very very quickly and there is a reason this is all I'll say there's a reason why he's been fa- he's found himself stuck in New South Wales Cup and even sometimes not making that team from week to week um I think that's quite telling as well. Uh, John has said on the YouTube channel, uh, sixth position is probably right for us. It's a good spot to be. It's a good position to make a run from here. Yep, John, totally agree with you there. And uh, a lot of people talking about Luke Metcalf and whether or not he stays in that jersey when Tamari Martin comes back in. Um, and I think Tamari Martin is due back in after the bye. I, th- I think Tamari Martin is straight back in. I, I just think uh, the way he complimented Sean when he was. But people forget how, how deadly that combination was before Tamari Mata went down and how lost we actually did look through the weeks that we haven't had him. I mean, you think about the games against the the Roosters, the Panthers, um, the Storm, you know, the games that we lost in that sort of stretch of five games. And a big part of that was the fact that we just didn't have that option in, in the half. So I think Tamari Mata comes straight back in. Um, Luke Metcalf is getting that good experience. He will continue to come back into the team with injuries and other things. He might even feature on the interchange. But I do think to Mighty Martin, straight back into the starting team. So there you go. Those are the questions from uh, the text machine and the YouTube live. Sorry I couldn't get Kempi to answer a couple of them for you. He, of course, is the uh, the voice, the expert, and I'm just the uh, I'm just the, the man who tries to make him sound good. But, um, yeah, he's, he's over in Newcastle having a great time. So uh, hopefully that covers off a lot of the bases. Uh, really looking forward to uh, our State of Origin Game 2 next Wednesday. Uh, no worries this weekend. Don't know what I'm going to do with myself, but getting uh, pumped up for next Friday night. Uh, at St George playing against the Dragons that one's going to be a good one to come off the bye against and then of course the Rabbitohs at home the following week so uh, there you go hope you enjoyed it um, and don't forget catch Running It Straight next Wednesday we will be back uh, from 2-3 to three, myself and Kempi as we preview Origin Game 2